Welcome to the Rise Up in Business podcast. I'm Tracy Myler Crane and I'm your host. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a mum to two wonderful little people. This podcast is designed to be the business and law podcast for small business owners. Each episode explores different business and legal concepts in a clear and easy to understand way, all delivered in bite-sized chunks that are easy to listen to. You're sure to be able to take little nuggets of gold from each episode and implement them into your business straight away. I'm bringing you these podcast episodes each week with my intention being to share with you what you need to know to feel empowered so you can rise up and take control in your business. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Today, I'm joined by my amazing bookkeeper, Lisa Turner of Accounted For You. Lisa has been on the podcast previously, and I'm very happy to have her back today because we've got a lot to talk about in the context of season five and offering value to business owners once you reach that point in your business where you think, what do I do now? I've been operating for a little while. It's all going well. So let's dive in. Lisa, hello. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm so happy to be chatting with you. I had such amazing feedback from our episode last season together, and I'm so grateful that you've made time to join me for today's episode. I just know how many people are going to get value out of this chat we're having because more and more often business owners are saying to me, oh, I just sort of gave it a crack and I thought I'd just see how this business went before I worried about doing all the things and outsourcing to a bookkeeper is always one of the things. And so I wanted to get you on to share some of the things that you and I talk about when we're just chatting the two of us, which I know that many people are going to find really valuable. So first of all, I know that you get people coming to you saying, I've been putting off outsourcing to a bookkeeper for so, so long. Why do you think that is? What is your sense and what are people sharing with you when they finally do reach out as to why it is they've held off for so long? Generally, they don't have the budget. They think that it's going to be insanely expensive because of how long it takes them. So they equate that time to how much I'm going to charge them. Whereas, in fact, it's what I do all day, every day. I do it much quicker. I have some really great systems in place. And secondly, They just think it's their job to keep doing all those things. Sometimes they don't know that they need to outsource or that it will help them. Totally with you. Totally with you. And the cost is what you say. And I hear you when you say it's a budget issue because you're right. If you're not an expert, of course, it's going to take you longer. Bookkeeping is one of those things that I've heard people say either, I can't stand numbers, I'm not good at numbers, it all scares me and therefore I'm going to outsource it, or oh, it's really easy. How hard can it be? I'll just do it myself to save me some money or worse. I'll get my husband to do it or my partner to do it. And in my experience from the stories I've heard, that never ends well. What do you say to people when they say to you, I've been doing it this long myself because it's easy and I don't want to pay or I get my husband to do it? It's a really tricky one, isn't it? And everyone has their own different stories behind why that is. Yes, they think it's cheaper, but are they really saving any money. They're spending so much time doing it. Honestly, though, the software packages all do an amazing job at advertising the software and how easy it is to use. 
And it really is. But one of my favorite sayings, I love bookkeeping is really easy if you don't know what you're doing and really complex if you do. So if you're finding it really easy, chances are you could be just clicking buttons and it's not going to the right place. Just because it's all gone from your software doesn't mean it's accurate or that you've done all the right things that you're supposed to do. In the early days, it might be fine and you've got your tax agent checking it and that's great. But as you're growing and doing more things and registering for GST, winging it is not a great plan and hubby doing it just because he's your partner doesn't mean he has the skills or knowledge to do it any better than you do. So on point. And in fact, a couple of clients that have sought my recommendation for a good bookkeeper and a good accountant, they have been the ones that have said to me that they had their husband doing it. I don't know whether there were any issues in what they were doing in the software, but the pressures on the relationship and the time at the home. The stress, yes. It adds to it. That was their deal breaker, if you like, when they decided to outsource professionally. Tell me, when you are labouring under a misapprehension, as you've said, so I'm a small business owner, I'm running the business, I'm doing my bookkeeping myself because it's really easy and I think everything's fine because I'm clicking all the buttons and there's been no issues. What can the lag be in your experience between thinking everything's okay and then realising that, in fact, it's not? It can actually take us three, four times longer to fix it all if you've been doing it all wrong in the past. If there's transactions missing because your bank feed wasn't working, you've got a sales platform, you weren't capturing the fees, you had a separate bank account that was missing, there's 700 expenses missing. It's so much easier to just capture it all and get it right from the start. It's invaluable to be set up and doing it the right way. It's the classic though, isn't it? We don't know what we don't know. That's what happens. They think it's all good because they don't know what else they need to be looking for and adding in. And I'll get there and go, there's no insurance. There's no bank fees. You forgot your Stripe fee. There's all this income missing. And because it's what we do and we specialise in certain areas, we instantly know which things to look for and make sure they're all included. So if somebody is doing their bookkeeping themselves and they've reached that point which is what this season of the podcast is focusing on. It's focusing on those business owners who have reached the point where they say, okay, my business is now doing well, better than I thought. I've been running this for a couple of years. Yes, I'm a sole trader because, you know, (laughs) people just often stick with a sole trader because they think it's easier. I'll just see if it's going to work. I'll see if this is going to turn into something where I'm going to draw salary, if it's going to be profitable. But they've reached the turning point. And I find that's the point where people come up and take a breath and say, okay, Now I've got some budget. I've got some time. I've got some budget. The business is growing and I need to outsource. And they're thinking about outsourcing to a bookkeeper. So if that's where a business owner is sitting right now and they're thinking about outsourcing to a bookkeeper, what do you say to those people when they're going to start reaching out to a bookkeeper? What do they ask? How do they know if the bookkeeper is going to be for them? What is your advice or what are your tips for business owners in that position, which is really common when they're about to reach out to a bookkeeper? So firstly, they need to ask, is it a BAS agent or a tax agent? Because there's a lot of people out there that say, I'm a bookkeeper and I can do your bookkeeping, but they're not registered. So they're not going to be up with all the current legislation, how things need to be done. You don't get any safe harbour because you're not lodging through an agent. Next, you need to have a good chat with them about their processes and see what they actually do. Does that fit in with your business? Does that work for you? Do they know your industry? Another thing I get people to ask 
Who's going to do your bookkeeping? Is it them? Do they have a team? Who's your contact point going to be so that you know in your mind that the way those people work is going to work for you and your business because not everyone is a good fit for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Can I just take you back and get some clarity around what you said about a bookkeeper versus a BAS agent? So there's a difference. So you can actually be a bookkeeper without being a BAS agent? Technically, no, but there are people... They say they're a bookkeeper, but they don't clarify that they're not a BAS agent. If you're not a BAS agent, there's just so many things you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to set up their software systems, their tax coding, their payroll, their BAS, anything like that. If they are a bookkeeper, and there are legitimate ones, if you're not registered for GST, you can use them because they don't need to have any knowledge. But in my experience, if they don't know how to do proper bookkeeping, Just because you're not registered for GST, are they still going to do your things right and let you know when to register? And that's no disrespect to them because they do have their place. But you just need to know to keep that in your mind that if you're not registered and using someone that's not a BAS agent, what is your plan in place to make sure that when you do reach that point that you have the right help there available to you because they can't do the things that a BAS agent and a tax agent can do. They can have supervised work but they have to be upfront with you on that. So always ask the question so that you can just decide what's best for where you're at. So a bookkeeper who is a BAS agent is somebody who is able to lodge your BAS. Anything that's a BAS service, anything related to GST, payroll, payroll tax, all those kind of things, anything except income tax, and that's, of course, where you need your wonderful tax agent. And another name for the tax agent is an accountant. Yes. Excellent. So that's the language that I use. So I, in my business, as you know, I have you as my bookkeeper. I'm very vocal about sharing that with all of my audience because I think that you and your team are fabulous and you have been an absolute game changer for me in my business. So we work together and also there is my accountant and the three of us communicate, open channels of communication. So from my perspective as the client, it all works beautifully and seamlessly. That only comes about though because it's the right fit for the right team. This is something I talk to clients about all the time and I'm very vocal in my content on socials and my resources and my other episodes of the podcast that I think the real value in business comes when you surround yourself with the right people and we're not all the right fit for everyone. Exactly. I'm not the right bookkeeper for everyone. Like, yeah. And I say to clients often, I'm not the right lawyer for everybody. There's a special kind of bluntness that I deliver that not everybody's ready for and not everybody values and not everybody wants, and that's okay. But it's honesty. It is. It is honesty. And I think also it needs to be okay when you reach a point where you've got team members around you, like your accountant, and then you're bringing in a bookkeeper, and it needs to be okay to put them in touch to make sure that there's no clashes here, there's no frictions here, and that we're all on the same page in the way that we work because if we're not, then it's time to look for one of the team members that does fit because otherwise it can cause more headaches than it's worth. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. It's one of the parts on my engagement letter that I get clients to fill out. Who is your tax agent? So I can reach out, introduce myself and start the relationship because we all work together. That's so valuable. I've actually had a client reach out as early as this morning asking me for a recommendation for an accountant because they don't think that their accountant's the right fit anymore. And that's okay for that to happen. And we need to understand that 
we grow and our needs change in business. But I think what I'm really trying to shine a light on in this episode, and I know that you and I are on the same page, is surrounding yourself with the right people in your business to support you is vital. And not everybody is the right fit and that's okay. There's no guilt attached to that. No, it's not a bad thing. Everyone grows and changes and has different needs come up. So we've talked about what to do and we've talked about questions to ask, but what are your big takeaways or what would you say to somebody or the listeners indeed listening to this who are genuinely on the fence about whether or not to engage a bookkeeper? So obviously we've talked about the questions to ask. We've talked about the budget and it's, it's really honestly nowhere as scary as what people immediately think, especially when you then weigh it up against the time that you're getting back in your business. But what don't you do when you're thinking about engaging a bookkeeper? What would you say to listeners, the big don't do this? Don't go with someone just because someone else uses them and go with your gut because it's really important that you really like who you're going to work with. Do your own research, have discovery calls with them and find out if you're a really good fit. So don't just go with the first one that you find and don't just purely shop on price. It's like anything, you get what you pay for. So if you just go for the cheapest one, It might be the right fit, but it generally won't be. Always investigate everything. Go with your gut. Thank you, Lisa. This has been so valuable. I'm so grateful. Um, Thank you very much. And as always, if anyone has any questions at all, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'll pop Lisa's contact details down in the show notes. But for those people listening whilst driving, Lisa, how can we get in touch with you? I hang out the most on Instagram at you. And I also have my website, accountedforyou.com.au. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. No, thanks, Tracy. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I very much appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you found this episode to be of value for you in your business, I would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that will help this podcast reach the ears of more business owners. If you haven't already, don't forget to jump over to my website and download your free copy of my annual legal checklist designed specifically for small business owners. And if you're ready to set your business up so you can get paid every time hassle-free, check out my course, Getting Paid Made Easy. You can access these resources on my website at tmsolicitor.com.au. Remember, in business, prevention is better than cure. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. Until then, take care.